0: Carrie Shannon started Pretty Picklers a couple years ago and has grown to over 120 women in the New Jersey area and is now extending to localities throughout the country. Carrie talks about her mission statement for the group, along with the activities that Pretty Picklers enjoy. So let's get to the intro to hear more from Carrie. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Carrie Shannon. How are you doing today, Carrie?
1: I'm great, Lynn. Thank you so much for inviting me on.
0: I'm really excited to have you on because I initially found you through the Pickleball forum for women and we'll definitely get more into that and, you know, women and pickleball, but I always do like to first start off with somebody's origin story in terms of how they first heard about pickleball. How long ago it was, and uh, how you first started playing?
1: I would say about four or five years ago, my husband and my son built a makeshift pickleball court in our yard. (laughs) And they said, Oh, you know, we're going to build this pickleball court. And they did it all by hand, and it was really cool. And I kind of sat there for a little while because I had never heard of pickleball. And then I was at the time a preschool teacher. I retired and my youngest went off to college. So I was an empty nester and I said, well, maybe now's the time to try pickleball. (laughs) So I invited a few friends over. It was August, I think of 2019. And we learned how to play pickleball. And I think there were about eight of us and we just fell in love with the sport. And you know, then our pickleball courts grew and we now have official pickleball courts. (laughs)
0: Are you telling me you actually have courts at your house?
1: I do. I do.
0: Okay, I want to come over and play. I'm in Connecticut, so I'm not that oh far away.
1: Goodness. Yeah, you're welcome to come anytime. We love to have visitors here.
0: One thing I had to ask you about in terms of your story, I mean, it's it's a fair amount of effort to build a pickleball court. And You said that your husband and your son did it by hand, but then it just sat there. I mean, how come they built it in the first place?
1: My son is an engineer, you know, he was in school and, you know, they're very meticulous about things. My husband is actually in uh, heavy construction, so he doesn't typically do those kinds of home projects, but I don't know. I have to get more information from, from them. What inspired them to do that? You know, originally we have beach volleyball down there and we had a giant chess set and I don't know. I have to ask my husband where he heard of pickleball.
0: Now, how many people do you typically have over at your place playing at one time?
1: Well, it's funny to back up a little bit after the eight initial women, you know, formed the group, we officially named ourselves the Pretty Picklers. And we are now at over 120 Pretty Picklers, which I can't believe. So we do have quite a lot of Picklers playing. We have various times throughout the day where I use an app to schedule the practices. And, you know, like any other pickleball facility, the challenge is trying to have people play, you know, to their levels. So, you know, we, we offer some, I've gone back and forth. Sometimes I call it intermediate, Advanced and of course beginner, but then other times I play around with numbers and say, oh, or you know, three o, three five, three five plus four o. I go back and forth with that. I don't know if you have any feedback on that.
0: It's always tough, but yeah, you're right. It just depends on the group and really works best for it. So you're, you're telling me that you know at various times during the day you've got people at your place of all levels playing on on these courts.
1: Yes, we do. This week, we actually have a pretty pickler exclusive tournament called the spring bling. So I've been uh, working on that today. So we'll have fun tournaments throughout the year. And we call them, you know, really fun, creative names and have a whole theme around it. So it's a lot of fun.
0: You've grown to, it sounds like, over 120 women's players of, as a part of the Pretty Picklers. I mean, how many more people or how many more women can you actually handle in the group?
1: You know, originally, I formulated a mission statement, and I really want to stay true to our mission statement, which is that it is a fun and inclusive environment. So I really don't like to exclude people from being a pretty pickler. We've actually had out-of-state women join and people kind of from all throughout even the Northeast lately been joining. So it's really nice, not only if you're a local pretty pickler, but if you're a pretty pickler out-of-state or a little bit further than our reach, you can connect with other pretty picklers for tournaments or if you're traveling and you want to know where to play or have someone to sort of introduce you to the courts, it's really a nice connection and a nice network. So I think that the possibilities for Pretty Picklers are just endless.
0: You know, that's really great to hear. I love the idea, you know, of it being, you know, a national organization. I'm going to call it that. I mean, it's Pretty Picklers, but, and hopefully, you know, an international organization. Go ahead and talk a little bit more about your mission and kind of the we serve philosophy that you have?
1: Yeah. So early on when we sort of incorporated as pretty picklers, we thought that we should really have a portion of our play be dedicated to service. And I've always been very service minded, as have many of my pretty pickler friends who I've you know, known going back. So that was no surprise. So we actually have monthly service projects and we get together, you know, there's power in numbers. So we get together all the pretty picklers and we sort of decide what we're going to do that month. And we have, we serve through pickleball. So whether it's hosting a big tournament and the proceeds go to a foundation or just keeping it simple, like writing letters to seniors who are isolated, to canned food drives. We supported over 18 families in the Somerset County area for Christmas presents. There's really, you know, been some great service projects that we've done, and we have some really exciting things coming up for the future spring and summer months.
0: And as you think about, you know, expanding that out, you know, to other states and, and nationally, are you expecting some of the other pretty picklers groups to really be focused on that same mission? And, you know, how do you see all that working? I guess is my question.
1: That's a good question. I mean, I do think that everyone sort of has a gift to share, whether it be through your pickleball game, if you're, you know, a tremendous player or maybe you have a different gift We've had women who have been going through some health struggles and they're actually welcomed as pretty picklers. And watching us play pickleball and seeing our group has given them the inspiration to kind of get through some tough times. And, you know, I'm getting choked up because the stories that people tell me about how the pretty picklers have impacted them and, and given them hope and you know, things to look forward to. It was truly amazing. So I think that, you know, there's really no stopping anyone from being a part of our group. And I hope that when people meet Pretty Picklers, they have a great first impression of us and feel welcome to join in with us. And as far as the service goes, you know, there are certainly ways that people can serve, or maybe they are inspired to serve from their own community. We've sort of adopted philanthropy, if you will, for Pretty Picklers. And our main beneficiary of Pretty Picklers when we have larger scale events is the Diva for a Day Foundation. And that is actually a national foundation that provides a day of beauty for women undergoing any type of cancer treatment or recent diagnosis. So because that's a national organization, I feel like that could sort of be on anyone's radar.
0: Right. I I love what you're doing there. and, And that's a great foundation that, you know, is benefiting from your work. One of the things, you know, just kind of in that segment, and, you know, if you don't feel like answering this, I totally understand. But, you know, you said that you had, you know, just the pretty picklers have given a lot of people hope can you, is there, is there a story that you can share, you know, kind of to give a, an example of how the group has really helped somebody?
1: Well, I will say that sometimes our service actually ends up being within our own pickleball community. You know, we have quite a few breast cancer survivors in our group, and it's been a way that the women can network with each other who have been through similar situations, because we are a women's only you know pickleball club, we really are able to talk freely about some of our past experiences and offer support to one another
0: now, in terms of the pickleball, you had mentioned, you know, obviously, I know people come to your house and and play. I mean, in you you had mentioned that there's people of all levels. do do people actually, you know, come and, you know, do practices and, and clinics and do you have people there doing instruction? Just, you know, give me a sense of the, all the pickleball that's going on at your place.
1: Sure. So, you know, we have recreational groups, of course, and I try to, you know, manage the the levels here, which is always a challenge, but we also do have beginner clinics last weekend. We had Michelle DeBall, who is a district USA pickleball ambassador come and for national pickleball month she gave two beginner clinics so i think we had 9 or 10 women at each of them which if you think about it is almost like 20 new picklers you know they they weren't pretty picklers per se but people who were being introduced to the sport i am also a usa pickleball ambassador so it's obviously my goal to promote the sport so you know that that was a nice introduction for members of the community to the sport of pickleball who are new to it. So, you know, we'll have a beginner's clinic kind of starting at the beginning. And then as women are introduced to the sport, they sort of form their own groups who are learning together. So now I have sort of like beginners groups that are getting together to play. And then we have girls, sorry about that. We have girls that are a little bit more at the intermediate level. Maybe they've been playing for, you know, six months to a year and, and they all get together too to play. And then we have women who either have a very strong racket background or have been playing with us for a year and a half. And we all tend to sort of play together. We also have times when it will be open play. So at open play, anyone can come beginner, intermediate, advanced. And it's really nice. Last week, I had a situation where I had three beginners, and then more of an advanced group on other courts. So I actually was able to play in with the beginners. And it's really a lot of fun, because you go back to the basics with them, you know, and it kind of reminds you to keep it simple, and go back to those basics and reevaluate your own game. So it's really a nice thing to do. And I think it's sort of like a mentoring process. And, you know, you never know where these beginners may land because some beginners end up being, you know, on the advanced courts in no time.
0: Right. And you had mentioned Michelle DeBall, who actually I interviewed a couple months ago on the Pickleball Fire podcast. And I know she's she's a great teacher and very passionate about the game.
1: Yes, yes. So we also have a great asset to the Pretty Picklers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Katie Gallagher-Taylor, but she's a pro and she's also a PPR certified coach. So many of us take lessons with Katie. And of course, we have great connections with some of the more established pickleball facilities in the area, Center Court, Pickleball Palace, Courtside, There, are you know, a lot, but Flemington Pickleball opened, I think it's been a year or two ago, and there were 100 founding members, and I think most of the founding members were pretty picklers, so that's an indoor pickleball-only facility, and a, a lot of the girls train there all winter long because, as you know from Connecticut, it's tough to continue to play through the winter months. So it was really nice that we had a place to go. We had contract court time and it's just a really nice welcoming facility.
0: That's great to hear. And I can definitely relate. This was my third year here in Connecticut, but it was the only year where we literally had snow on the ground for a month, which you probably did there too. I would imagine.
1: We did, but I have to say I was fortunate enough to spend a couple months down in Florida So I miss that weather and it only gave me more passion for pickleball because I was really very lucky to be able to just walk out my door and have the pickleball courts right there and train every day.
0: That brings up a, a good question. Is the group traveling around the country or, you know, at least a subset of it playing tournaments and such?
1: Yes, we absolutely do. So one of our favorite things to do is to kind of all go to tournaments together and Pretty Picklers are definitely known for their fashion. So we always have fashionable outfits, usually pink. And we are certainly very easily recognized on the courts. So, you know, we have gone to Florida. Some of our members have gone to Hilton Head. And we have a lot of tournaments on our agenda for this spring and summer. And we look forward to, you know, participating in them.
0: All right. Well, I have to say, I I would like to join your group in spirit. I, I am not a fashionista. <laughs> I don't think I own anything. Actually, I do own something pink. But Well, we have
1: options for women who don't like to wear pink. Some of my friends even have said, I want to be a pretty pickler, but I don't wear pink. So they wear navy. <laughs>
0: Okay, that that's, that's good to know. Although I, I do remember, actually, I do have a couple pink shirts, although they're not, they're not the bright pink that I've seen pictures of you, you know, on Instagram and such.
1: We like all shades of pink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. Okay. All right. Well, can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the success stories of people who have played in, in tournaments as they've, you know, traveled to Florida or wherever to, to play in bigger events?
1: Yes, we've definitely had a lot of success with the tournaments. The challenge for the Pretty Picklers is a lot of the tournaments that we have currently done because of COVID, obviously, we haven't been able to travel as much as we would have liked, have been local tournaments. So they haven't been sanctioned tournaments. So it's a little bit new to the Pretty Picklers to enter a sanctioned tournaments. And we're excited. We have three sanctioned tournaments coming up that are going to be easily accessible to us. We have LBI, the New Jersey Open, and also the Philly Open, as well as another uh, venue that I'm personally traveling to, which is in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, which is a, a national qualifier. So we are going to be able to have, you know, a true rating and see what it's like to enter tournaments, you know, singles, women's doubles, mixed doubles, and actually get that true rating and sort of see what it's like to participate in true tournaments. So we're really looking forward to that this spring and summer.
0: That That is exciting. And, you know, it's nice that you know, people are feeling a little bit more comfortable about traveling. I I, I know I was thinking about, I was so jealous when you said you're in Florida for a couple of months in the winter, because due to COVID, I didn't do my usual West coast trip out to California and Arizona. Yes.
1: One of the things my partner and I are super excited about is maybe getting to Indian Wells. That's, you know, on my bucket list for sure.
0: You know, that's really funny after the U S open this last week was played in Florida. I've got um, some good friends who actually live in the Indian Wells a- area. And I'm like, okay, I've marked November of uh, 2021, the dates on my calendar for, for that event. And I'm definitely looking forward to attending.
1: Me too, Lynn. Maybe we'll be on the flight together. <laughs>
0: yeah, hopefully.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of California, I want to just mention one other thing that's unique about the Pretty Picklers. Because I was in Florida and I had the really the pleasure of training with the coaches down there, I recognize the um, benefits of training with some of the pros. So I'm actually bringing in several pros to New Jersey to offer Pretty Pickler clinics. And some of those will be open to, you know, outside people as well.
0: Oh, that that's really cool. Can you say who's going to be c- coming out? And do you have any idea of the time frame?
1: Yes, I do. Actually, Michelle Esquivel and Rob Cassidy are coming next week. So I'm very excited about that. And we made this plan so long ago that I just can't even believe it's almost here. So they'll be doing a four, four different days here for the Pretty Picklers in New Jersey. And then we have Catherine Parenthal and Athena coming. And you know, Catherine just won women's doubles. So I had scheduled this before I knew that. So I'm sure, you know, those camps will be filled if they are not already and very much looking forward to that. And then we have had a clinic with Colin Johns and Jarrett Cherico and Jarrett has actually moved. So Colin Johns and Ben Johns are coming to do a clinic for us in Flemington, which is open to anyone. But then we also scheduled Pretty Pickler Clinic with Colin for July. So I think he'll be bringing Frank Anthony Davis to that, but I have to confirm those details. So we're, we're pretty excited about all these pros coming and we're open to having anyone else come that would like to meet the Pretty Picklers and help us with our game
0: that's awesome. You know, a number of people that you mentioned, I actually have interviewed on the pickleball, pickleball fire podcast. And that, that is a, a, quite a group that you've got coming out there to um, do, do lessons. So that's very exciting.
1: Yes. Yeah. We're excited. I also wanted to mention that for the first time we have garden state women's pickleball league running, and that begins on Sunday. So I was fortunate enough to have Ben, Colin, agree to sort of co-sponsor it for us through their new venture, 360 Pickleball. So there's 60 women registered for the league, and we are going to play weekly matches, and we'll have playoffs at the end of the season.
0: You've got so many exciting things going on with the Pretty Picklers. If somebody wants more information on the group, what's the best way to get that?
1: So we have a great website www.prettypicklers.com. And we're also easily found on Instagram and Facebook. And we also then have the Pretty Pickler podcast launching May first.
0: You know, I did see something about that. And I saw that you it looked like there might have been a short initial episode. Tell me a little bit more about the podcast really interested in that.
1: Well, you could definitely help me with this. I'm sure. (laughs) But, you know, they say that podcasting is one of the best ways to reach people. So I thought, well, you know, I have Instagram, Facebook website. What else would I like to try? So I said, "I, I might like to try the podcast. And I just happened to get really lucky and found someone I connected with. So she's producing the Pretty Pickler podcast. And I have to say I know why you love this, because I love meeting new people and hearing everyone's stories. And it's just been so great. And as we know, the, pretty, the, the pickleball community is just the best, right? Everyone's so happy and supportive. And I've met so many nice people through this. And it just seems like the list is endless of people you could talk with.
0: It is. I mean, it really is amazing. And I, I was about to ask you who your first guest is, but then I realized this podcast is going to come out after you've had your first guest on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. Well, I, I did about, I would say 15 episodes so far, and we're going to release two at our launch and then we'll release one per week.
0: Oh, nice. Well, good for you. I mean, you, you're you doing way better than when I started because I, other than launching, I think a couple at at the first, I was pretty much just, just, you know, do it from week to week. But anyways, any since you've got 15 already done, did you want to mention maybe some of the guests that you're going to have on that people can look forward to?
1: Sure. I really loved doing all of the podcast interviews. You know, some of the interviews are with team members, some are with coaches, some are with pros. One of my favorites was actually with Don Stanley. So he's a referee, as you know. And that was a really fun interview. I think it's really nice. And I wish that everyone had the benefit of seeing the person. So when I do my podcast interviews, usually we are sort of live. We can see each other, although you guys just hear the audio. So Don was podcasting from his car and he's just got such a, you know, great personality and just a happy guy. And, you know, I have a new respect for the referees. That's for sure. And the people who spend so much time, you know, helping out the sport of pickleball.
0: Well, cool. I will definitely look forward to listening And I just wanted to thank you so much for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast today. It's really great what you're doing with the Pretty Picklers. And I would imagine the next time we talk, you know, you're going to have thousands of people in the group.
1: Oh, thank you, Lynn. It's been great talking with you. And I look forward to meeting in person.
0: Well, me too. That sounds like a plan. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.